I'm uh, very sorry that we have to meet in such an occasion. It's always better to meet in a happy occasion. But there is a very big thing for the soul of the little girl Ariela, Ariana Batirina. I understand she passed when she was six years old. And if you, if you understand how the world is, she's now in a very good place because every child that passed before Bar Mitzvah or Bat Mitzvah, that means that they came to the world for very short time. They had some things to fix, to be here for a few years and to leave the world. That means that the soul of that child that passed before Bar Mitzvah is in a very high level, much better than us because we have to stay here for longer and fix all the mistakes we did in past lives. That means we are in the middle of a test. But someone that passed before he became Bar Mitzvah or Bat Mitzvah, that means they didn't come here for a test. They only came here for X amount of years, they suffer a little bit, they pass and they finish their Tikkun. And they go express to heaven. So you may ask, if that's the case, why we need to see Shiva, why we have to cry, why we have to say Kaddish, why we have to say Askara, Divrei Torah, what for? If the soul is in heaven, we hope to be there. What do we need to worry about the girl? She's in a very good place. She's enjoying now with Hashem, with the Shekhinah. The answer is that even if someone is in heaven, there are many different levels in heaven. So the father say Kaddish, or when the rabbis come and say Divrei Torah, or when the family do all kinds of things for the Ilui Neshama of the girl, it elevates the Neshama, the soul, higher and higher and higher, the entire year. From the minute of passing, the entire year, it brings the Neshama higher and higher. That's why we do even Askara for the biggest rabbis in history. We do Yorzeit, we do Ilulot, the people say Kaddish, their children, why? It's the biggest, holiest rabbi in the world. You have to say Kaddish for him? Yes. Why? Because even someone like him can go higher. There's no end to how much the Neshama can go in a higher and higher spiritual world. Now remember, the world to come is eternal. There's no death over there. There's no body. There's no eating. There's no sleeping. There's no drinking. You don't have the nonsense you have over here. There's no material. Try to think about a world with no material. There's no cars, no clothing, no money, no cash, no food, no, 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 none of these things that people have here. Nobody cares about houses there, about cars, about this. It's only 100% spiritual world. You have a Kadosh Baruch Hu, you have the Tzadikim, and people understand the secrets of the Torah. What they cannot understand in this world, over there it's all clear. There's no more Yetzirah, no more evil inclination, no one is tired, no one has memory problem, no one suffers, no one has pain, no one is tired in the middle of the lecture falling asleep. There is no Yetzirah not to sit and listen to Divrei Torah. Over here, when a person finally agreed to listen to Divrei Torah from the minute he heard there is a Shiur, the Yetzirah begin to fight him. You should go, you should not go. Ah, what do you need it for? There's a good movie, there's a good game. You should go to the restaurant, there's a birthday party. There's always Yetzirah. Finally, come to the shiur, 10 times he get up. Go out, cigarettes, come in, telephone, play with his phone. There's constantly Yetzirah. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu made this world as a place of a test. The Yetzirah, which is the Satan, 
is in charge of the Yetzirah in the world, always fight the person not to do the right thing. That's why a person wants to eat not kosher and to make sins with the women and to steal and to run after things that Hashem hates. Why a person always have this desire? Because Hashem designed the world in such a way. Most of the people in the world, they have no idea what's the purpose of life. If you stand over here and ask one million secular Jews, Americans, Israeli, Persian, Bukharian, Ashkenazi, doesn't matter. People that are not Shomer Shabbat, people that are born into not religious environment, they don't, they're not connected to Bet, Bet Knesset, to Yeshiva, nothing. They just eat and enjoy life and want to make money and want to live the life over here because they understand here you live 70, 80 years, you eat, you enjoy, you make money, you go on vacation, you drive a nice car, you watch nice movies, you die and it's over. But that's a very big mistake. It's now only begin. Now the real life begin. Until now it was a test, preparation for the eternal life. I have a book, it's called Preparation for Eternal Life. Everyone that reads this book, he wants to pull his hair off. Where was I until now? I had no idea what I live for. I don't know what's the life for, I don't know who is God. I don't know why he made me, why he put me over here, why he put the neshama in my body. What's this whole thing about? What's the purpose of life? Nobody knows. You ask a million people, what's the purpose of life? Nobody knows. Some people say to be rich. Some people say to enjoy food. Some people say to get married. Some people say to have kids. Some people say to be happy, I don't know, to, to, to be an athlete, to be a movie star, to be famous. Everybody with his nonsense. None of that is the purpose of life. Remember, the creator of the world created the world based on his Torah. In the Torah, it's written why he made the world. Why he chose the Jewish people, the children of Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov, and gave them his Torah, which he did not give to the Goim. There are seven and a half billion Goim, only 15 million Jews in the world. From 15, the Jews are a quarter of a percent of the world. 99.75% of the people in the world are Goim. They don't have Torah. They live over here. They have to keep the seven laws of Noah. They could be righteous Goim or wicked Goim. One day they die and that's it. If the righteous Goim, they go to heaven of Goim. If the wicked Goim, they go to hell of Goim. But it's all much smaller. Everything by them is smaller. The mission is smaller. The test is smaller. The reward is smaller and the punishment is smaller because there's less to do. So if they didn't listen to God, they have to be punished for the seven laws they didn't keep. The Jewish people, by them everything is big. The whole world is running for the Jewish people, as the Torah say. I chose you from all the nations to be mine. Do not be like the rest of the world. Do not be the rest, like the rest of the nation. Do not marry them. Do not imitate them. Do not mix with them. Live separately. You are holy. Holy means separated. I don't give you permission to be like regular people. You are the Jewish people. Each one of you is a prince. You represent me in the world. Once you want to be like the Goim and want to believe like them and follow their culture and music and clothing and jewelry and cars and vacations and sport that they like so much, you forget your mission in life, you become one of them, 
and therefore you miss your entire life. The mission of a Jew in this world is to represent Hashem. We don't do anything on Shabbat. Hashem created the world in six days and seven days rested. A Jew that is not Shomer Shabbat, according to the Torah, is not counted as a part of the Jewish nation. Mechalel Shabbat, areu kegoy lechol davar. It's written in a Jewish book of law, seven times. That someone that doesn't keep the covenant with Hashem, with his Shabbat, is not considered to be a Jew. In the eyes of Hashem, yes, you were born to Jewish mother, but you are excluded from the Jewish nation until you repent and do tshuva and you start keeping Shabbat, once you keep Shabbat, you return back to your Jewish studies. It's similar to someone who passed a driving test, he got his license, but then it got suspended. He knows how to drive, he was a driver, he is a driver, but right now his license is suspended, he's not allowed to be on the road. Can you say he's not a driver? No, he's a driver. Can you say this person is not a Jew? No, because he was born to a Jewish mother, to the Jewish nation. He was born in Yerushalayim. He was born in a Jewish community. He was born in Bukhara, in a Jewish community. He cannot say he's a goy. He was born to a Jewish mother. Yes, he was born with a Jewish soul. That's his license, Jewish soul. But once he breaks Shabbat, he gets suspended. Hashem takes away his Jewish status and he's considered 100% like a goy. Meaning that in Israel there is religious cemeteries. Most of the cemeteries are not religious. They bury everybody even non-Jews. They bury whoever by graves, they bury them. The religious cemeteries, they follow the laws of the Torah. Someone that doesn't keep Shabbat, they're not allowed to bury him in a Jewish cemetery. Because if he died Michalel Shabbat, he died like a goy. So they have to put a fence between the Shomre Shabbat and the Michalele Shabbat. When my father passed, he moved from one city in Israel to a different city. In the first city, he was with the shul across the street. So everybody knew him. He went to the shul every Shabbat. When he moved to Rehovot, they only found an apartment close to my sister on the sixth floor. And he was already old. He couldn't go up six floors up and down, so he didn't go to shul. So they didn't know him in the shul. In Rehovot, the shul, they couldn't go to the shul. When he passed, my brother-in-law called me from the cemetery. He said to me, don't ask. They don't want to bury your father in a Jewish section. They want to bury him with the Mechalelei Shabbat. Unless we bring a letter from a rabbi that testified that he came to the synagogue on Shabbat and he was Shomer Shabbat. Otherwise, he cannot be buried here. They have to bury him with the Mechalelei Shabbat. So Baruch Hashem, I know rabbis in Israel. I made up calls. And I say, my father was Shomer Shabbat more than 20 years before he passed. You can give me a letter for him that they'll give him a grave in a kosher section. Just to show you that someone that died in Chalel Shabbat is 100% like a goy. You're not allowed to bury goyim with Jews together. That's the law of the Torah. You don't bury someone that is Shomer Shabbat in Chalel Shabbat. Kids is a different story. Up to Bar Mitzvah, even if they were not Shomer Shabbat, it's their parents' fault. They're not getting punished. That's the way they raise them. They don't even know what Shabbat is. So, like I said, someone who died before bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah, they don't have punishment. Why? Because whatever they did, as a little child, they're not responsible for their action. So, usually, the children that pass, is, usually it's from diseases. To begin with, the only reason they came to the world is to suffer for X amount of years, clean all the sins from past life, and go express to heaven. So, like I said, we are feeling bad for the girl, but she's laughing at all of us.
because she's in a very good place. Now, we, however, we have a long way to go until we get to where she is. So we are much more miserable than her right now. But we look at the world the other way around. We think if somebody die young, wow, poor guy, poor girls, they didn't get to live the life. What do you mean? If somebody goes to a test, he wants to be a doctor, and the test takes three days. And after one hour, the head of the, of the place said to him, it's okay, here, you're approved, you're a doctor. One hour, you can go out, you don't have to stay three days. After he saw your performance, he likes you, he said, you're good. From now on, here is your diploma. The person that got dismissed after an hour instead of three days, he should be happy or he should be upset that he didn't stay for three days in school to answer questions. He should be happy. He got a shortcut. If you can be a driver in six months of a road test every day, or if you can be a driver in one day, what would you prefer, to be in one day or in six months? In one day. If you can go to heaven after six years, or you can go to heaven after eight years, what's better, to go to heaven after six years, or to go to heaven after eight years of so much suffering in this world? After six years. So who really suffer? The family. Why the family suffer? Because first, most of them don't understand that the girl is in a very good place. So they feel very, very bad that she had to die and suffer. But if they know that she's with all the angels and with Hashem and the Neshama is in the highest level and it's a world of happiness, they wouldn't be so bad. So why they would still feel upset? Because they miss her. You, you have someone and you miss him. You got used to live with him and now he's not around. It's similar to send the kid to yeshiva for a few years. Remember, today, when you send a kid to yeshiva, every few months he comes home. Even if you send him to Israel, Pesach, he comes home. Sukkot, he comes home. So you get to see him two, three months out of the year, even if he's far away. In the old days, when you send your child to yeshiva, the next time you see him will be in 18 years. You send him when he's five, next time you see him is in his wedding, when he already has a beard. You don't recognize him, because there's no telephone, no cars, no trains, no airplanes. So if somebody had to go to a different place, different city, far away, he couldn't come every day. Far away. People used to go with donkeys, it takes months to get there. It wasn't like today, or you had to take a boat in the middle of the ocean to get to where the yeshiva is. So people send their kids to yeshiva, next time they saw them is 13, 14, 15 years later. The Gemara is full of stories like this. So when they send them to yeshiva, they will cry, or they were happy for them. They are happy for them. Why? Because they know they're in a good place learning Torah. But they're not going to see them for 13 years now. No phone call. They won't know what's the story with them. If they're healthy, if they're sick, they feel good, they don't feel good. They learn good, they don't learn good. They're righteous, they're not so righteous. The parents didn't know. There was no report. There's no telephone. There's no video calls. So it's similar to that. You say, Rabbi Akiva went to learn 24 years, his wife didn't see him, 24 years. 24 years, she got married, the next day, after a week, he went to yeshiva, next time she saw him was 24 years later. This is the way the life was, why? Because people knew the purpose of life. We will have plenty of time to be together in the next world. Right now, in this world, we are in a test, and in a test there is no time to waste. The more you learn, the better you become. The less you learn, you don't know what to do. Many Jews are wicked, not because they are evil, not because they are bad people. They have a heart of gold. They are wicked 
for only one reason, because they never learned Torah, so they don't know what's allowed, what's not allowed. They don't know what haircut is kosher, what haircut is not kosher. What food is kosher, what food is not kosher. What, uh, what to do on Shabbat, what not to do on Shabbat. They have no idea. Why they don't have no idea? Because they never learn. If you don't learn, how are you going to be successful? If you want to be a, a doctor and you never went to learn, would you be able to be a good doctor? You want to be a lawyer. Can you be a lawyer without going to law school? It's not possible. So, Abotai, we have to know. One of the things that help the Neshama the most is that the more Torah people learn for the girl, the more she goes higher. Higher and higher and higher. Now, this lecture, it's going to be less than an hour. I know you already had Rabbi Chaim over here. I'm sure you're tired. I won't make it long. But one thing you do know, that this lecture, we're going to post it online and it's going to have tens of thousands of views. It's going to have many, many views. Everyone watched that hour. It's one hour of Torah. And the credit of one hour of Torah will go to her account. Why? Because thanks to her, people gather today to hear the word of God. So that gives her a very big credit. Many people that they pass, their kids or their parents, depend, they, may, they give gemarot, they give teilim, they put leilu nishmat, they donate all kinds of things. And because of that, a lot of people learn thanks to that, or CDs, they listen, or USBs. So the more Torah people learn, the more she goes higher and higher. It's unbelievable. I want to teach you a big secret. You know, when someone passed, his relatives say Kaddish. Why do they have to say Kaddish? What's the secret of this Kaddish? What's the connection of the Kaddish to someone who passed to the next world? Now I'm going to teach you the secret of the Kaddish. The next time when you hear Kaddish, or Chaz Shalom, when you have to say Kaddish for someone that relative that passed, at least you understand what you're doing. Because most people don't understand what they do. They just do because people told them to do. You have to know why you're doing it. So let me explain. The world has four different categories. Four categories. You have the creator of the world, which is Hashem. You have the world. You have the people. And you have the purpose of life. The purpose of the creation. Four things. God, the world, the people, and the purpose. God, the, wor the world, the people and the purpose. That's how the Kaddish is divided. The Kaddish also has four categories. The first paragraph of the Kaddish, it kadal v'itkadash merabah, that the name of God should be great and honor, right? Praised. We're speaking about God. That's the first category. Everybody answer Amen to cut from the first category to the second one. The second category is the world. So we're going to speak about the world. In the world as he created, as he wished. Right? So we're speaking about the world. Alma, it's Olam, world. Everybody answer Amen. Then the third category. In your life and the life of the nation of Israel. We're speaking about the people. And everybody answer Amen. And now everybody together, going into the fourth category, that's why everybody screamed together, The fourth category, not only the Chazan say, 
Everybody said. Why? Because it's the purpose of the life of each one of us. What is the job of the Jew in the world? To make the rest of the world know about God. Know that he made the world, know that in the seven days he rested, to learn about modesty, to learn about marriage, to learn about raising children, to learn about wisdom, to learn about what does it mean to be holy. The Jews supposed to be the light for the world, the light of the world. Or la goim, light to the goim, to the Gentiles. So that's why everybody scream, Amen, Yehesh, Merabah, Mevarach, Lalam, Lalme, Almaya, Itbarach, Vishtabach, Vitpar, Vitromam, that the name of us James should be praised and lifted and elevated and great and famous, all these words. Who is going to do it? Who is going to teach the world about God? That's the job of each one of us. That's why when someone passed, we say Kaddish. Why we say Kaddish? Because every Jew has to do Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify the name of Hashem. When someone passed, there is always a shortage. He didn't do enough Kiddush Hashem. And because that's the purpose of life, so he has shortage. Let's see, he was supposed to make $100,000 to pay the loan, but he only has 70000 It's not enough. He cannot, he cannot sell the house because he owed the, the, the bank money and he doesn't have the money. So now he raised money. This friend give a thousand, this one two thousand, this one five thousand. He has to come to a hundred thousand, otherwise he cannot go through the door. So now, because everyone who pass usually, not kids, by kids is different, but remember, kids are also adults. Because even when a kid is passing two, three, four, five years old, remember this kid few years ago was somebody else, adult. Neshama came from an old man, sent back to the world again in a new baby, lived here five, six years, finished the tikkun and got to heaven. But this neshama of the six years old, 20 years ago it was a man or a woman. Maybe past eight years old, 90 years old. It could be Russia, in Israel, Europe. It could be everywhere. You don't know the reincarnation. But every one of us was already in the world in a different body. It's called regression, reincarnation. So what's going on here? Because everyone has a shortage in a Kiddush Hashem, now we have one year to, to add Kiddush Hashem to their account. How do we add Kiddush Hashem? The brothers, the father, the son, they say Kaddish, and everybody here, the name of God, Amen, Yeshmer Rabba, again and again and again. Every time the level goes higher of the deceased person, go higher, 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 until for sure they pass the line. And now they have enough Kiddush Hashem that was done in the world for them, even that they didn't finish the job, we finish the job for them. And if we give out books and we put Leilu Nishmat, such and such, now people learn in this book and they learn about God and about the Torah, so that's Kiddush Hashem. So that's when the, the, the amount of Kiddush Hashem goes to a very high level, and the person that passed, all the shortage that he had, now he has no more shortage. By the finish of the year, HaKadosh Baruch Hu send them to where they're supposed to be, and that's it. So uh, there's a lot of things that people don't know, you know. So 
there is no point of killing yourself too much. Of course, it's natural that you suffer because you miss the girl and it's going to be a little difficult. It's not a little, a lot. But the time after a year, slowly, slowly, people go back to normal life. This is the way God made the world. But one thing you do for sure, if the girl was 25, I was very worried. If she was 25 and she wasn't religious, she already had from 12 to 25, 13 years of many sins. Then we have to be worried. Why? Because who knows what can be with her. But now when she's a little girl, she didn't get to 12. So she doesn't have one sin in her file. She died pure. She only passed from this filthy world and went to the greatest light world. So for her, you don't have to cry. We have to cry for ourselves. Where are we going to be when we finish this world? Because if we're going to die in Chalilei Shabbat, we are finished. If we're going to die thief, big thieves, that we steal money from hundreds of people, where, how are we going to return the money? You can never go to heaven if you have stolen money in your hands. Hashem hates thieves, and He hates liars, and He hates deceivers, and He hates all kinds of ungrateful people. There's a list of people that are in a black list of God. We do not want to die while we are in a black list. There is a list of people that Hashem doesn't like. For instance, one, whatever Hashem gives him, he never say thank you. He takes everything for granted. Never say thank you. Eat, never say bracha. Eat uh, bread, never say birkat amazon. Whatever money he makes, thanks to me. I'm smart. I'm sharp. I went to college. I learned the business. I'm the best diamond dealer. I'm the best in real estate. Beloni, who are you? Everything you have is from Hashem. I've seen such smart doctors, they barely make a living. I see such genius people in real estate. One bad deal killed them all. They made 20 good deals. One, one, one came bad one, people stole the money, they went foreclosure, and what they made in 10 years, they lost in a, in a month. I've seen people that have the highest skills. If Hashem didn't want them to make money, they couldn't find a job for years. You're overqualified. And I see the dumbest people make millions. Just from the corona, few people that have brain with a head with no brain, empty head, no brain inside, only straw. I heard about someone who made $48 million from the time that COVID started until now. From what? From COVID test. He took advantage on a stupid liberal government. He made a truck and made COVID test. People that didn't need it. Everyone came, COVID, the government paid him a hundred and something a test. $48 million made, he saw that the business is great, got another truck and another one, and the truck goes to neighborhoods. Everybody comes, every name, they get social security. The government sent him a few hundred dollars. $48 million. His accountant said, you're not going to believe this dumbest person. He just found out that the government offered that in the beginning and went and did it. Also, he said another one, Hasid, barely speak two words in, in English, only Yiddish. Barely speak English, few words. Also did this, also made millions. Why? Hashem wanted him to make millions. How many genius people are teachers in school make 40,000 a year? 50,000. Genius. Everything you speak about, they understand. They don't make money. How many genius rabbis who learn Torah all their life barely make a living? How many ignorant, stupid people, murderers, sh killers, sh loan sharks, make millions and they don't, they don't know how to write one sentence without mistakes? 
So if you think that wisdom brings money, you are wrong. King Solomon said, money does not come from wisdom. Money comes because Hashem wants you on Rosh Hashanah that this year you're going to make such and such money. That's it. Nobody can change it. And if He wants you not to make, there's nothing you're going to make. If Hashem wants you to leave this year, you would leave no matter what. And if Hashem wrote on Rosh Hashanah that you finish your job in this world, nothing can help. So now, we do not know when is our day. We do not know how many people woke up in the, in the morning and at the end of the day they, they were not here anymore. Because we don't know, there's no time to waste. Everyone that sits here is not Shomer Shabbat. You must watch my film Shabbat. After you watch it for sure, you will be Shomer Shabbat. You will never dare ever to break Shabbat. Right now you are breaking Shabbat because you don't know what you're doing. After you find out how terrible is what you're doing in the eyes of God and what's going to be your end if you continue, believe me, you will beg to keep Shabbat. Nobody will have to beg you anymore. You're going to do everything you can not to break another Shabbat in your life. Why? Because right now you break Shabbat not because you bad people. Because you do not know what Shabbat is. I promise you this. I have 27 years of experience. And Baruch Hashem, if you know me, I have millions of views in my lectures, many millions, all over the world, in different languages. You can read the comments of the people. Don't have to believe me. Go on YouTube. Every lecture, just read the comments of the people in Hebrew, in English. Read how many people on the film of Shabbat. I made a film in Hebrew a few months ago. In one month, it went up to 450,000 views. One hour film about Shabbat in Hebrew. Now I'm making one in English, a new one. Beautiful edition. The one in Hebrew, you should read the comments. Hundreds of comments over there. If I knew what Shabbat is, of course I would be Shomer Shabbat. I never knew all these things. Why no one ever told us what Shabbat is? Shabbat is the foundation of Judaism. Shabbat is the ticket to life of eternity. Shabbat is connection between you and God. Kolam Chalel Shabbat, someone that breaks Shabbat, is testifying that he removed God from his neshama, from his heart. The most horrible things written about Mechalelei Shabbat. The punishment of Mechalelei Shabbat in the Torah are worse than the punishment of murderers. That's what God said. He gives the Mechalelei Shabbat bigger punishment. What does he teach you? That to break Shabbat is the worst avera, the worst sin that you can do. So as soon as you become Shomer Shabbat, you're already going to the righteous side. You become a tzaddik. Why? Because once you accept Shabbat, it's the agreement with Hashem. No one is perfect. You're still going to have to fix what you eat, and how you pray, and how you dress. There's a lot of things to fix. But once you become Shomer Shabbat, you already become a son of Hashem. And I will finish by giving you one last example. And we'll finish right here. If a Jewish man that was not religious at all started to put filin for the first time in his life, he's 40 years old, he said to his friend, get me tefillin, I'm going to start putting tefillin. His friends see that he puts tefillin. They ask him, what, you became religious? No, he got, he got scared. No, I'm not religious. I'm chiloni, but you're putting tefillin, big deal. I'm Jew, I'm a Jew, Ma, I cannot put tefillin. Okay. If they go with his friends to the restaurant and they eat not kosher every week, and now he doesn't eat. 
One day they go, what happened? Eat sick. Eat? No, no, I don't eat anymore. What? From now on I only eat kosher. I don't touch this fish, I don't touch this meat. I only drink seltzer, that's it. What? You're becoming religious? No! I'm not religious, I'm only eating kosher. What's the big deal? Tough. If Itzik is taking interest from Jews when he lends them money, and now he say, you know what? I want you to fill up the agreement, the teriska. I'm not allowed to charge interest. The rabbi told me it's very bad. It takes away all the blessing in life. So I do him, what? You becoming religious? No! But if I can sign the agreement, why not? Every mitzvah that a person will keep, if his friends will ask him, what, you becoming religious? Let's say he was eating chametz and Pesach. This year he said, this year I'm not eating chametz. I don't drink beer, no whiskey, I don't eat bread. Ma, you becoming religious? No, God forbid. I'm chiloni. But I don't want to eat chametz anymore. What's the big deal? Except one mitzvah. There's one mitzvah that once a Jew begin to keep it, if his friend asks him, what, you became religious? He cannot say no. What is it? Shabbat. Every other mitzvah, you can tell them, no, I'm not religious. I'm only keeping this mitzvah. I only eat kosher. I only make bracha. Doesn't mean I'm religious. Once you become Shomer Shabbat, everybody know you became a, a loyal son of God. You cannot say I'm not religious. So from here you see that Shabbat is the foundation of the building. If you have foundation, you have a building. You don't have financial foundation, you don't have anything. That's why Mechalel Shabbat is 100% a non-Jew in the eyes of God in the Shulchan Aruch, in the Jewish book of law. Why? Because that's what makes us different from all the nations. Hashem made the world in six days, in the seven days he didn't create anything. He told us we have to be like him. And he's going to give us an endless reward in Olam Abba for keeping Shabbat. And, uh, and the last sentence I will tell you tonight to let you go home with a sweet taste in your mouth. The Gemara said, If you take all the pleasure of all the people of all the generations from the beginning of the world to the end of the world, thousands of years, billions of people, 70, 80 years of life, everything combined, all the food, all the money, the music, the sports, the vacation, relationship, love, whatever you can think of, any kind of pleasure. You add all the pleasure of all the people, of all the generations, from the beginning of the world to the end of the world. is a huge mountain of pleasure. Huge. It will not be equal to one hour of the reward of the Jewish soul of somebody that was tzaddik, that went to the next world, Shomer Shabbat, eating kosher, learning Torah, being an honest person. If someone is tzaddik, when he dies, Hashem puts him in heaven, in a very good place. The, in one hour over there, the soul enjoys so much that if you put on a scale the one hour that he got in the next world, and you put on the other side all the food and the money and the sport and the movies and the music and the vacation and women and trips and all kinds of and jewelry, whatever you can think of, of all the people of the entire world on the other side, 
the one hour is already greater than all of them combined. Where does it say it? Yafa sha'achat shel korat ruach ba'olam haba mikol chaye ha'olam haze. One hour of what will happen to your soul in the next world, if you are a tzaddik, if you're righteous, is greater than this entire physical world combined. One hour. But someone that is not Shomer Shabbat will not get not an hour and not a month and not a year and not the eternity that Hashem promised to the people that listens to Him. And that's why it's important that all of us gather here today. And if everyone here after today's speech will become Shomer Shabbat and start putting tefillin and start eating kosher and working to become a better person, every mitzvah is going to keep will go to the account of Ariella in Olam Abba. You still get the full reward, but she get it also. Why? She doesn't even know you, maybe. She gets it. You know why she gets it? Because the Torah promised that everyone that because of him a mitzvah was done in the world, he gets the reward more than the person that did the mitzvah. Meaning, if I convince you to keep Shabbat, and this coming Shabbat you're going to keep, you're going to get a huge reward for keeping. And I'm going to get even more than you for convincing you to keep Shabbat. So every Shabbat you're going to keep in your life and your children and grandchildren, thanks to tonight, will go to my account, will go to Ariella's account, and will go to the parents' account because they hosted the event here. And it's not only here. There's going to be a lot of people who watch it later, tomorrow, next week, next year. So more people will become closer to Hashem, and more, and she's gonna get profit coming, residual income coming into her account non-stop for the next few years. That's how it works. If you convince someone to do what Hashem likes, he's gonna get his reward, and you're gonna get even more than him. So that's why, Rabotai, if you don't care about yourself, at least care about her. Why are you all here? Because you care about her, right? That's why you showed up. That's why we sit Shiva and we come to the family to comfort them. It's not just to eat. What? To eat, we have food at home. We come mainly for the Divrei Torah. For the Tfilot, for the Divrei Torah. That's the most important thing. That's what the Neshama care about. You think the Neshama care if you made Bracha and watermelon? Big deal. The Neshama is happy if now people sit here for two, three hours tonight and listen to few rabbis and maybe tomorrow also, and maybe every day. When my father passed, all the rabbis in Israel came, from morning to night. Every hour a different speaker, the whole week. We made a huge tent, the whole neighborhood. People from all over Israel came. There was such a big, you know how many people came to, listen, to learn Torah in a tent over there, in the neighborhood? It was packed from morning to night, one rabbi after the other. Why? Because a lot of people know me, different rabbis that I know, they all came, they spoke, and we published on social media who is going to speak tomorrow, and people came, and it was Mamash, my father in his entire life didn't gain more like he gained in that week, from how many people came to learn Torah for his neshama. So that's Rabotai, how the world works. Food, cars, business, money, today you have it, tomorrow it goes to the garbage. In the end, if it goes to the garbage, or you go to the next world, one way or the other, you're not going to take your money and your car to the next world. The only things you can take with you to the next world is Torah umasim tovim. Kindness, generosity, donations, learning Torah, 
fixing your personality, stop to steal, stop to lie, stop to cheat, having more faith in Hashem, praying, putting tefillin, woman dressed more modest, walks in the street, nobody looks at her, she belongs to a man, she doesn't belong to all the, the garbage that walks in the street. Supposed to be modest. Children should go to good school to learn Torah, not to learn the liberal garbage and all the things that they teach children to then destroy their mind. To put your kids in public school, they destroy them. They're gonna turn them into a Shemirachem, I don't wanna say it for the honor of the place, what they do to kids today, what kind of brainwash. They wanna turn them away to become the opposite of what they are. Why? All over the world, this massive communist liberal brainwash to turn all our children to psychos. That's what they do. So it's very dangerous. You gotta be very careful. Yes? Speaking from experience, back then I used to, I used to not agree with that statement, the public school yeshiva thing, but honestly, my last year I saw a lot. They're influencing kids and they're like showing them that being gay is okay. Exactly, that's the brainwash of the world now. In, the, in school, like I'm 100% against that and I think honestly that's a case, a low case because in our religion it says that you're not allowed to and for social high school they're putting the flag right in the middle you It's know? not only for, it's all over every liberal place like exactly. I, I wouldn't honestly prefer. 100%. That's what they do to children. 100%. I didn't want to say it, but he said it. Mishamayim, you understood. Bezrat Hashem want to bless the family. You should not have any tsar. Hashem give you the strength to handle it. It's not an easy test. But I promise you, I give you my word, your daughter is in a very good place. She's enjoying every second. She is the light of Hashem. You have nothing to worry about her. Bezrat Hashem, she already finished her tikkun. Hashem gave her to you for a few years to raise her to be her babysitter. Why? Someone has to raise them. You had the schut to raise someone tzaddik that didn't need to live 80 years in a test. They finished their test. So that's an honor. You should not feel, oh, maybe because of me it happened, or chas v'shalom. It didn't happen because of you. Every soul has their own destiny. Every person is responsible for his own action and every child who leaves the world is because of their past life. Meaning they didn't finish what they're supposed to finish. Sometimes they only live a week, sometimes a month, sometimes a year, sometimes six years. As long as it's before Bar Mitzvah and Bat Mitzvah, there's really not that much to worry about. What we have to do, we focus on elevating the soul as much as we can. And Bezrat Hashem, you have to really focus on your own soul. That's really the main thing. What if the kid dies on Bat Mitzvah or Bar Mitzvah year? If they are on Bat Mitzvah, nothing can be more obvious than that, that they got to the Bat Mitzvah, and when now, now it's supposed to become a test. They finish the Tikkun. If they die after Bat Mitzvah, then we already have a problem, because they already had a month, two months, six months, that they already could possibly make sins. For sins, you have to report, you have to be judged. But Baruch Hashem, as long as they're young, you know, there's nothing to worry about. In the time of the Gaon Mivilna, one time a student didn't come to the shiur. He asked, where is he? Where is the, the student? He said, it's broken. His wife gave birth after years that didn't have a child, and he just died after a day, in a bed, one day. So he's so broken, he cannot come to learn today. So the Gaon Mivilna said, go bring him to me. So the Gaon Mivilna, he was like a prophet, he had Ruach HaKodesh. So he said to the father, I want you to know who your child was. In the past life, this child was a goy, 
that converted to Judaism became a very big tzaddik, kept all the Torah and died. Died righteous. When he went to Shamaim, Hashem had Hashem judged him. Everything was perfect. But Hashem told him, everything you did was perfect. There's only one problem. You were born to a non-Jewish mother, not in purity. So I can send you to the world for a short period of time. You will be born to a Jewish mother that kept Arat Mishpacha, Mikveh, Nida, everything. You will be born in purity and you died and you go express to heaven. Or I can send you to heaven now, but in a lower level. What would you like? And he asked, of course, I want to go back to the world. I want to be born Jewish in purity and then take me. And that's what happened to your baby. He came to the world only for one day just to be born in purity. Once he was born, there's no point of keeping him here because he's fully tzaddik. And Hashem put him in the greatest place in heaven. So why are you upset? You had the honor to have such a tzaddik come to your house and you gave birth to him. You should be happy. After that, the man was very happy. Wow, Rabbi, I didn't think about it. Thank you very much. And never ever cried after that. That's the story with children. Older people, that's a whole different story. That's not why we're here today. We'll talk about it in another time. Thank you very much. Bezrat Hashem, we'll meet in Smachot. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen and Amen. Rabbi Hanania ben Akashia Omer. Amen. Bezrat Hashem, there's going to be more kids coming up.